This is Very Public Affairs, the podcast of the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. Hello and welcome to the Very Public Affairs podcast. I'm Joe Burke from the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. For this week's episode, I spoke to Tanya Dunning, General Manager of Employee Communications at Telstra, and Alastair Marshall, Head of Internal Communications at Coles, about the benefits of having a best practice employee communications strategy for corporations. We also discussed the changes to internal communications in recent years and looked ahead at what the future holds for the discipline. I'm here with Alastair Marshall, who's Head of Internal Communications at Coles Group. Alastair, thanks for joining us. Hi, Joe. How are you? Very good. So we'll start just, I just want to ask you about the benefits of developing an effective and practicable internal comm strategy, which is aligned to corporate strategy, including how do you show its value to, to management? So I think it starts with understanding what internal communications is really there to do. And yes, so, you know, I think the, the premise of the question is how important is it to have an internal comms strategy? It's very important and it needs to line up with the corporate strategy. But fundamentally, um, in my experience anyway, internal communications is there to help the um, employees of an organisation make sense of what is going on in the organisation or understand what is going on. And a huge part of that is understanding the strategic direction of the organisation and then helping each person as, a, you know, as an individual make sense of their own environment, their own role, their own future and, and what they need to do to be successful in that context. So for me, yes, the, the strategic part of it is important. You need to have a really clear framework for communicating strategy. But I think at a really basic level, putting in place activities and communication that emphasizes context so that people can can make sense of things themselves Um, it's not enough to simply just tell people things you have to understand that your job really is to help people make sense of the environment that they're in and that means providing a whole range of um, different types of communication so i think you might have alluded to it uh, just now but how would you uh, explain the role of employee comms in effective line management? Yeah, I mean, line managers are, are, are a kind of long-standing challenge, I think, for internal communicators in that all the research that goes back decades will say the most important source of communication for most employees is your immediate supervisor or line manager. So that um, relationship and the role that that line manager plays is critical. That's been known for a very long time. Um, I think a lot of internal comms over the years has probably tried unsuccessfully to to change, somehow change that um, dynamic and to either train line managers or to provide a whole set of tools in improving the way that they communicate. I think what is required though, you know, you do need specific tactics and practices that, that are directed at that group. You need to recognise that they have a I guess, an outsized influence on how successful communication will be. You also need to have a lot of empathy for them. I think line managers are often that, um, you know, the meat in the sandwich in an organisation where they've got a a very difficult job in the sense of their their team members can be demanding of them and they've also got, um, you know, bosses who can be demanding of them too. So providing communication in, in ways that is useful for them, providing it in the context that um, they're able to make sense of in often very operational environments depending on your organization and just carving out some time and space in your your strategy so that you're 
making an effort to reach that particular group. But yeah, I, I, to be really honest, I'm yet to see anywhere, and I, I think most internal comms people would say this, you know, any internal comms practice that has completely succeeded in you know, mobilising line managers. What about the, the changes in the last couple of years? Um, what do you think have been one of the two or three biggest changes to the practice in the last, say, five years? And how do you see this impacting the practice into the future and uh, how it's led as well? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I've worked in internal comms for 20-odd for years and I'm a keen student of the history of internal communications and I think in some respects things haven't changed, you know, and I was looking at um, some quite old employee magazines from my current organisation, Coles. Um, they had a, a corporate magazine really that goes back to the 1920s called Coles & Co. And it's a fantastic read. If, if you're listening, um, you can go onto the Victorian State Archives and, and view the all issues from about 1924 through to, um, I think, when Coles & Meyer merged, the, the publication kind of ceased to be in the late 80s. But what was fantastic about looking back at those is that all of the things that I think are critical for, for internal comms practice, so some of the things I was talking about earlier, providing context for team members, really giving the ability um, and the information to people to, so that they can can make sense of what's going on themselves rather than perhaps treating them you know, like, like children and, and saying, here's what you must understand. So I think some in some ways the practice of internal comms hasn't changed in that you know, good internal comms has always provided employees with really thoughtful, well-curated content that helps people make sense of things. Having said that, um, in the last five years, um, something that has changed, I think, is the speed at which the practice is required to perform at. And look, that's no different to our external comms counterparts. It's no different to marketing. It's no different to lots of functions. But the speed of the, I guess, organisational dynamic, the speed of media, the speed of the way companies are trying to execute on what they're doing is now, you know, exponentially greater than it was certainly when I started my career and I would say even in the last few years. I think clearly, you know, in the same respect as in external comms, people's media habits have changed a great deal obviously over the last you know five to ten years even in the last few years i think the consumption of video and the addition of things like captioning to video has made a big difference to the way that kind of media has changed i think the convergence of a lot of technology enterprise technology is changing the way that you can deliver content so in the past you know you could spend a lot of wasted effort trying to create you know, media like video or, or podcasts or other types of media, and it was very difficult to deliver effectively to employees. That's now changed. So things like Microsoft 365 or whichever um, particular um, platform you're on has really changed the ability for communicators to reach team members. I also think team members, and I talk about team members out of habit because that's the kind of Coles expression, but employees' expectations of leadership has changed in the same way our expectations of leaders in be it in political life or public life has changed, um, we want leaders to be accessible, available, authentic, responsive, um, human, and somehow do all of those things and still be you know competent and good at their jobs too. And and that that's very much true inside an organisation as it is outside. And it, again, it, it forces internal comms to think differently about how you present leaders and how you present um, information. But Look, it's, it's, it's still a whole lot of fun and 
I'm sure, um, well, with any luck, I'll be sitting here in a few years' time and we'll be talking about new things and it'll still be fun then. I'm off to the Victorian State Archives to read Coles & Co. Thanks very much, Alistair. Thanks, Joe. You're listening to Very Public Affairs, the regular podcast of the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. The Centre is a membership by company organisation comprising 150 member corporations across Asia-Pacific. We work with our members to disseminate international best practice on managing corporate public affairs. And we offer and deliver professional development to public affairs practitioners globally, including via our online learning platform. The Centre also conducts research into managing the function. Follow us on Twitter or LinkedIn, or visit us at www.accpa.com.au or download the Centre's app, which is available both on iTunes and Google Play. I'm sitting here with Tanya Dunning, General Manager of Corporate Strategy and Employee Communications at Telstra. Tanya, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Just first of all, could you talk about the benefits of developing an effective and practicable internal communication strategy, which is aligned to corporate strategy, including being able to show its value to management? Absolutely. I think um, first and foremost for the communications team, if you have a, an employee comm strategy that's aligned to the corporate strategy, it enables you to prioritise. As we know, there's always resource demands and so having a strategy aligned to the corporate objectives means that you can make better prioritisation decisions and trade-offs when you're faced with competing demands. Secondly, it shows management that you understand you're there, you understand what you're there to support and so that builds trust and what I've found is once trusted there's less need to continuously check in for that buy-in. And then thirdly is when you partner properly there's a sense of ownership on both sides um, so that the business feels a sense of ownership in creating success with you together. So what do you see as the role of employee comms uh, in effective line management? It's critical. As we know, the one-up manager is the most trusted relationship in an organisation. So for me, I see the role of employee communications um, to support people leaders uh, as having a threefold focus. The first is around capability build, how you help your people leaders communicate more effectively. And of more recent times, that may mean things like helping them to understand um, what social media channels in the business means. So things like Gemma and where the water cooler conversations are happening and how they can engage effectively uh, in those conversations. Secondly, it enables you to align the corporate strategy communications down into the business where those line managers are and that you can provide um, support tools to them to be able to communicate effectively. And then the third role of employee communications in supporting line management is around facilitating the right type of conversations. And I see this as a growing area where we democratise access to information more and more. You mentioned Yammer and obviously that software has has changed internal comms uh, in its very nature. What then do you think have been one or two of the biggest changes uh, to the practice of internal communications over the past maybe five years 
Uh, and how do you see that impacting the practice of the discipline, including how it's led into the future? There's a few things I'd say. First is the increasing um, nature of blending internal and external communication so that the roles are no longer standalone disciplines. And I think in the main, this has improved the perception of employee comms, which sometimes in the business could be seen as the poor cousin to the public affairs function. And the benefit of that is that it enables the communicator of an integrated role greater ability to influence, which is um, at the heart of our function. The second um, change that I've seen in more recent times is around what I call the democratisation of access to information. And so specifically for us at Telstra in um, our transformation efforts over the past 12 months, what we've need to do is move to a model of communicating information as the decisions have been made. So rather than relying on a traditional cascade from top down through people leaders down to um, the front line, we have made um, available those decisions at the same time for every employee, regardless of hierarchy in the organisation. And so, um, as I call that, the democratisation of, of access to information, I see that as a trend um, that will only increase over the next five years. And so for us as practitioners, I think one of the challenges that um, we're certainly facing into and we certainly haven't cracked yet is, you know, what is the role of communications to support people leaders in an environment where people leaders are finding out about the big decisions at the same time as their, their teams and how can we support them, keep their teams engaged and informed during such an environment. And that's certainly something that we're putting a lot of thought and effort into at the moment. Hopefully after listening to this pod then people won't be thinking that it's the poor cousin of public affairs anymore. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Tanya. Absolutely, thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of Very Public Affairs, subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. For more, visit the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs website at www.accpa.com.au.